Thank you for joining me, not only for this episode, but for seasons one and two. This is the second epilogue, which means that it is the end of season two as I prepare for season three and do intend to change the format a bit. So it will still be an audio workbook, um, but I've been planning on bringing some new layers and levels to the podcast to support you and to hopefully inspire you to connect even more deeply with yourself through astrology. So you probably noticed that each season is 12 episodes. That is intentional as it corresponds to the 12 zodiac constellations and then the epilogue being the 13th episode of season one and this is the 25th episode of season two. So I'll continue that format as we move forward, just to take a pause in between seasons so that you can digest it and so that I can also um, prepare and take a beat um, before creating a new season. So I thank you for being here and wherever you are, know that we are sharing this time and space. So to walk you back through the season, season two begins with episode 14 called Understanding Leo. And of course, it's always my objective to present a sign to you or at least share my experience of the sign through counseling, through my counseling practice um, and what my experience of Leo has been. So it's not the conventional interpretation of Leo needing to be um, the center of attention um, as it correlates to the sun as its ruling planet. I don't get into any of that and I don't even view Leo necessarily in that way. Um, So The quote from this episode is, let nothing dim the light that shines from within. And Leo, of course, is all about being you and being yourself and utilizing your sun sign as a way to connect with your personality, as in a way to be proud of who you are and, of course, who you've incarnated here to be. So I talk about how Leo has this deep reverence for life and how it is one of the most understood signs. And I unpack the qualities of Leo, reminding you that you too have Leo somewhere in your chart. (laughs) 
In the Leo episode, I touch on things from alchemy, the meaning of the sun in the birth chart, the ascendant, the descendant, the female ancient deities um, related to the goddesses. I talk about um, evolutionary astrology a little bit. I mention the hero's journey, Hercules, the Nemean lion, uh, and a king's wisdom and what that really is, a king or queen's wisdom. What is it to have that kind of wisdom through the lens of Leo? I touch on ego. I touch on uh, Louis Fourteenth and Helena Blatsky as well. So that is, in a nutshell, episode 14 on Leo. Episode 15 is called Demystifying Mars, Your Drive, Will, and Sex. Mars is the planet attributed to your will. It is attributed to your sex drive and your ability to assert yourself and go after for those things that you want in life. The quote extracted from this episode is, When I use my strength, in service of my vision, it makes no difference whether or not I am afraid. And that's by Audre Lorde, who has Mars in Pisces. In this episode, I talk about how Mars relates to the expression of our libido and how we take action. I also get into the meaning of your natal Mars related to the Mars retrograde that we went through in Aries. So this is something I love to do is to go back to retro dictate, to look at the past and how the planets aligned for you and what you got out of that time. What did you get during Mars retrograde? Did you feel, which was September 9th through November 14th, 2020. So what happened for you during that time in regards to how you process anger, how you process resentment, how you, did you feel like you had lower energy? Did you get in any fights with people over asserting will? Or did you feel like you were finally stepping into your right to ask for what you needed? Uh, so what came up for you during that time? It's nice to go back and listen to that episode through this lens now of having experienced the transit. I touch on holistic healing, retrograde planets in general, um, motivation, activation, and empowerment. Episode 16 is titled Synchronicity and Manifestation. I love this episode because this is something that we can really focus in or hone in on using astrology is how does synchronicity, a concept by Carl Jung, right, who I think was a large proponent of um, or at least a catalyst for the psychological astrology movement. So to look at how synchronicities occur in your life and why, and to look at your manifesting abilities. All of us have a way of manifesting that can be seen from the birth chart, whether that is aligning to your natal Venus, which is about receptivity, or whether it's about how you take particular action that brings you opportunities. So that is the lens in which you want to uh, listen to 
episode 16 or work with it. The quote from this episode is that each man had only one genuine vocation and it's to find the way closer to yourself. Your task is to discover your own destiny and not an arbitrary one, to live it out wholly and resolutely within yourself and everything else would be existent. An attempt at evasiveness, a flight back to the ideals of the masses, conformity and fear of one's own inwardness. This is by Herman Hesse, who has a cancer with a Pisces moon. And of course, this quote is alluding to uh, the distractions in life or how we hold ourselves back. This episode is really, I dive into the meaning of synchronicity um, but then I take you through a, an intuitive visualization experience to contemplate the meaning of cause and effect. I talk about string theory, soul contracts, encounters that we have with people and how sometimes those momentary encounters feel so destined and they live with us, maybe even for a lifetime. Whereas we can be in these ongoing relationships and they have an impact while we're in them. But then maybe when we walk away, we're less impacted. So the episode alludes to the possibility of fate and destiny through a series of astrological alignments and signatures in your birth chart. Episode 17 is how to use astrology. Uh, The quote from this is, a physician without knowledge of astrology has no right to call himself a physician. I touch on the history a little bit, but this quote directly relates to, and by the way, it's from Hippocrates, and it directly relates to uh, the history of astrology in that astrologers used to be doctors and they used astrology not all of them but many of them and they used astrology as a medium to understand the body and to understand how to bring balance to the body or homeostasis so this episode is a comparative narrative of how astrology came to be and was an integral part of ancient civilizations and it was actually used to stabilize society during roman and greek empires or the Roman and Greek Empire. And I touch on ethics. I open a discussion about how astrology should be used and should not be used according to me and my opinions, or at least my moral compass. And the episode in general probes the purpose of astrology for everyday life and makes, hopefully, you more curious about your own relationship to it. Episode 18 is all about understanding Virgo and what it means to be discerning about what we intake and what we put into our bodies as sort of a purifier or a custodian of the body so that the soul can come through and shine more brightly. So it's this is very, very, I think, necessary just for our human journey to go through the signs through these different lens and look at them as this evolutionary process when we get to virgo it does apply to precision in this episode i talk about the detailed nature of virgo as being healing and negentropic 
The quote from this episode is from Marie Curie with her North Node in Virgo. And the North Node is what we are becoming and what very much speaks through us naturally. You can hear the North Node come out. And of course, all of the the planetary placements within an individual within you, you can hear it in your speech, you can see it in your style. And so she says that I have no dress except the one I wear every day. If you are going to be kind enough to give me one, please let it be practical and dark so that I can put it on afterwards and go to the laboratory. In episode 19, I unpack Libra, and this episode is the art of compromise. I really speak to the duality of what it is to be an air sign. So whether we're talking about Gemini, Libra, or Aquarius, there's a duality that happens in the air signs, and that's duality is really about perspective and synthesis. And of course, you have all of these signs within you. I'm always saying this. Um, and throughout the podcast, because you do, you have Libra somewhere on a house cusp, if not in a planet. So this episode is all about the art of Libra and how their objective is to create harmony out of duality. And of course, Libra is never feeling balanced. And that area of your, of your life is where you're always striving for balance. I talk about the misconception of what compromise means. We often think that it's to sacrifice oneself in favor of keeping the peace, but that we actually realize true compromise is to remedy our internal disharmony, to sacrifice our own attachment to our stories and instead commune with the perfect balance eternally demonstrated in nature. This episode explores the symbolism and function of Libra as the halfway point in the zodiac initiated by autumn equinox and this quote is by kamala harris who is a libra and she was born on a full moon in aries so there's that duality she says that our unity is our strength and our diversity is our power Episode 20 is a cosmic weather report about the cosmic climate around the U.S. election when that occurred on November 3rd. I talk about how there's this revolution happening in the United States related to the Pluto return that of the United States that it is currently experiencing. I talk also about the inevitable presidential election and how it perfectly aligns with this climactic astrological landscape. I touch on the Mercury retrograde that happened in Scorpio, and I talk about Mars retrograde that was going on during that time, and how Mercury squaring Saturn gave us these delayed results. That's why the election took so long um, to reveal who won, and that's why there was just drama around it, which was to be expected. There was also that blue full moon in Scorpio on Halloween on October 31st. So that's a nice episode to just go back and look at that in relationship to you, make it personal and think about how did that Mercury retrograde affect you? Did you feel really stressed? Was it because of the election? Or my thought is that even despite the election, you would have been feeling that 
inner tension, that inner stress, stress or anxiety, just because of the cosmic climate that is really bringing us into alignment. But in that process, we are healing parts of ourselves. We're remedying the inner tension and conflict that we have. And of course, the external always mimics or reflects the internal, right? But that's not new for you. You know that. I also touch on how amongst the political change in the world and the tense social economic climate, there is always a comforting narrative of truth and liberation to be found in the arts, whether that is um, through a particular medium, music. If you just look around and you listen to, to the art that is coming out of a period or an era, it's always telling of not only the social climate, but also the astrological climate. Episode 21, titled The Elements as States of Consciousness. I think this one is really key for understanding what it is to be human here on Earth. The elements relate to the practical facets and seem to connect, at least for me, the spiritual and the material. In this episode, I touch on each element and I talk about what it means if you have a lack of certain elements or a plentitude of other elements. For example, the earth element, as it relates to our need for financial security, to feel safe in our body. And the earth element very much relates to the material realm of what it is to and means to be human. The earth element relates to our consciousness and our ideas, our ability to communicate with one another and to um, relate. The fire element is about our will, our creative process and the connection that we have to spirit, the ability that we have as human beings to regenerate, right? How do you move through something when you have gone through it? That fire gives us the confidence and renews us so that we ha- we can move forward excitedly with passion. And the water element is our connection to the soul and our emotional needs and our emotional nature and gives us a clue about what we need in order to have a fulfilling emotional life and of course that sustenance. So this episode is packed with um, ideas related to the elements and of course I make it personal for you but I also touch on how we become disillusioned with perfection or wholeness and we are forever seeing I think at least the negative aspects of loss, fear, and lack. We almost allow them to dominate our life and our experience And I think that in using um, or identifying where we are lacking or maybe where we're too hard on ourselves, you can bring more joy into your life through working with alchemy. And alchemy is directly related to the elements. So you can apply these to your life in terms of 
manifestation? Is it a relationship you're looking for, security, clarity, emotions? I talk about these practical elements of life related to the elements and what it means to have certain uh, deficiencies or, um, or even if you're balanced through an understanding of your relationship to the states of consciousness. This quote is from an artist named Anish Kapoor, and he says, we live in this fractured world, and I've always seen it as my role as an artist to attempt to make wholeness. And of course, it's very evident if you know his artwork too, Um, which, by the way, in every episodes show notes on my website rosetheodora.com forward slash podcast you'll see all the episodes there i have many links and resources for you to dive even deeper into these episodes and to um to just research you can kind of get lost there so if you haven't yet checked out the episode notes i highly highly recommend it Episode 22 is a fun one, also very practical and necessary. Um, It is called the moon and its power through the phases. So what does it mean if you are born on a first quarter moon? What does it mean if you're born on a waning crescent? What does it mean if you are born on a full moon or even a lunar eclipse? I go through each lunar phase I go through all eight and I make it very personal for you. So this is an episode that you definitely want to look up your moon phase before listening to. And if you do not yet have a copy of your natal chart, you can go to my website and you can actually print a free one there so that you have it and it will tell you what moon phase you are born on. This is, I think, very healing because... You're born on a particular moon phase and that moon phase is with you throughout life. It's an imprint. And of course, the sun is this conscious light. It shines a light on your path, your personality, who you're here to be. But the moon reflects the light of the sun. So that is your deep soul imprint. That is your subconscious nature. And these two are always in an interplay. They're always in a dance throughout your life in that initial moon phase that you were born under. That is your emotional connection to your identity in this life. So you really want to understand that, what moon phase you were born on. This quote from this episode or the quote from the episode is wherever you are in the world, we are staring up at the same moon. Episode 23, gifts and hurdles through the astrological aspects. So this one is, I go into detail about what squares mean. And there's an intuitive way to do this. You don't really need to know anything about astrology to tune into this, to feel this, to intuit this. If you feel these inner conflicts, you were born likely with a significant square aspect. Let's say um, you were born in Aries and your moon is in Cancer. That would be a natural square aspect. And you'd also want to then listen to episode 22 about the moon phase you were born under, which would be a first quarter moon. So this episode is loaded with... um, I think information in terms of just how to tune into astrology and if you feel, for example, a lot of opposition in your life, 
if you feel like there's always something standing in your way outside of you, you were likely born with a significant or several minor oppositions. If you feel like you have these gifts that people point out to you, but you don't realize there's just this flow, people think you have these something easy about you. They say you just communicate so well and you don't even realize it. That's likely a trine. And if you are always feeling excited, creative, inspired, it's likely that you have a significant or quite a few sextiles in your chart. So in this episode, I break down what the aspects mean, how to intuitively tap into that, and that aspects are really about the visibility of planets to one another. I guide you through a process of mindfully and intuitively being able to um, tune into this. And this episode is really a way for you to feel your way into astrology, to build trust and to understand why challenges are activations and they are a gift. This quote is by Leonard Cohen, who has a major sextile aspect. Sextiles are seen in a lot of um, artists' charts. He's got Pluto sextile, the sun in Virgo. And he also has Jupiter, the planet of expansion and growth and teaching and wisdom, is in a square aspect to Pluto. He says famously, and these are the lyrics in one of his songs, he says, there's a crack, a crack in everything, and that is how the the light gets in. So he takes this challenging square aspect of transformation and wisdom and expansion, which can resemble a crack, right? It's like when we think of something being cracked open, the light shines through, it comes through. And then he takes that sextile that he has, one of the strongest aspects in his chart. Um, And so you can really feel these aspects in this quote. And I'm sure too, if you were to just spend some time with this and look at the aspects that you have, the ones that mostly affect you, that it would be evident in your ability to manifest or to not, or your words that you're using in your life. You know, if you're always speaking to challenges or overcoming them, whatever languages you're using can, or whatever words you're using, whatever language can be seen, I think, through the aspects. Episode 24, the last episode of season two, is about understanding Scorpio through empowerment, reciprocity, and resurrection, things that are not typically touched on in the sign of Scorpio. And remember that wherever you have Scorpio on a house cusp is how you do Scorpio in your life. So the objective through the sign Scorpio, and this is what I talk about all throughout the episode, is one of initiation discipleship. And I do think that the signs all function as a form of discipleship, but it's really in Scorpio that there's this soul calling, there's this awakening, and there's a constant call to experience more than ourselves. It's to know thyself through the other. This is the journey that we take in the sign of Scorpio. And it's the real sense of what merging means, what Tantra means, shamanism, which are all integral facets of the healing journey, and one that each of us experience at some point throughout our life, 
wherever the sign Scorpio is in your chart. And if you have personal planets in Scorpio, like the sun, the moon, the rising, your rising sign, these are going to be more personalized for you. You're going to have these continual themes throughout life. If you have Scorpio on a house cusp, you always are functioning through the Scorpio lens related to that area of life because houses pertain to um, areas of your life. But if you have no planets in your Scorpio house, let's say, then every season during Scorpio season, and of course we just came out of Scorpio season, we're just a few days into Sagittarius season, um, we had Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. So there's been a lot of activity through the Scorpio part of your chart. Um, and really that is the part of you that is letting go of quite a bit and healing psychologically and finding empowerment. So this is an episode for everybody. And of course I'm biased and I think that with each episode there's a lot to, um, to take away from. But this one in particular is I think really empowering because it's the closest to where we are seasonally related to astrology. And um, I also touch on what fixed signs mean in this episode, real intimacy and vulnerability. So if you are curious about relationship and what it is to be in that true merging, that kind of not Piscean oneness, not that um, idealistic state of union, but real raw human because Scorpio opposes Taurus uh, and earth ruled Venus sign. So Scorpio is all about merging resources, merging psychological states. It's very deep, very spiritual. And the quote for this is by a writer, Jackie Serrano. And in my research for this episode, I came across a, a profound research article by him. And I was just really taken back by his writing. It's, it's beautiful. And he had this quote related to not Scorpio. He was relating, he was talking about relationships. And I found it so uh, perfectly descriptive what, of what Scorpio means. And he says that, shall we ever dig down to the root or of sexual love, pursue this primary psycho-psychological reality to its last entrenchments, and perhaps extract from it the secret ethics of its belly? That concludes season two. So I will see you for season three, um, likely around the holidays. But I do want to just leave you with one more thing about the upcoming astrological weather. And that is that we are entering eclipse season, which means that two eclipses are coming back to back. And of course, we have a full moon and a new moon every two weeks. But the difference between a regular full moon and new moon and then a lunar solar eclipse is that the actual light of the sun is blocked from the earth by the moon. That is a solar eclipse. And then a lunar eclipse too is this exact alignment um, of the sun, the moon, and the earth. So they're a big deal because you, of course, live on earth and we are bound by the laws of gravity. But 
What eclipses are really about is an alignment in your life, an alignment in the world. And we'll be able to see, we'll be able to look back and see, you know, what these eclipses really brought up for us. And with eclipses, something is always being eclipsed out of your life to make room for something to eclipse into your life. So they're exciting because they bring a lot of unexpected opportunities, unexpected events and surprises. So if something does seem negative or shocking to you, let it go. Just see this as being part of the eclipse. You might not know why, you might not know for what reason or how it's going to work out, but this is when you have to really trust. This is when you have to make space in your schedule. This is when you have to make mental space to process whatever comes up, emotional space. You have to be loving with yourself. And because of this alignment and because of this exchange of light, it really is taxing on the nervous system, on your nervous system. So be gentle with yourself breathe as much as you can, sleep more, really rest during this time. We also have the great conjunction, which is a huge deal happening between the planets, Jupiter, which is about expansion and growth, and Saturn, um, which is about restriction and maturity and maturation and responsibility, accountability, um, and stability to some degree, to a big degree. And those two planets are coming together in what's called the Great Conjunction on December 21st. And the thing that makes them so rare is that they're both newly in the sign of Aquarius, where Jupiter will be until May, and then it goes retrograde. Um, and Saturn will be for the next two and a half years. These two coming together in an air sign Aquarius doesn't happen often. In fact, the last time that these two planets came together in an air sign was 800 years ago. So it's a big, big deal. And this means that you are going to be focusing much more on community, ideas, technology, and we all are collectively too. So keep those major transits in mind as we are moving through the holidays and a lot is still going to be changing in our world. And really, I think this is about um, stepping into a new consciousness, both on a, an individual level and a collective level. So it's been such a pleasure to be with you as always for this season. Um, and I look forward to seeing you again for season three. If you would like to stay in touch between episodes and over the holidays. I know that a lot of people right now are needing extra support and I want to give it to you. I'm going to be offering some uh, more classes so that you can learn about your natal placements and how to use astrology as a healing and counseling tool as well to as well as how to have fun with it. And um, so those are available on my website under classroom. I'm also teaching, just as a reminder, every Sunday on Den Anywhere, and this information is also available on my website. Um, I teach a Sunday morning meditation class related to the weekly transits in astrology, so I walk you through what those weekly transits are. 
And I am also available for a 15 minute video call on the app intro. So that is also available for you. If you did enjoy this season and this episode, please remember to like and subscribe and to share it with those whom you feel would really get something out of this and enjoy it. Thank you so much. I appreciate your support. I love you and happy holidays. Ciao.